Hello and welcome to Universal Market Insights. My name is Florian Oberländer and as always, I'm very happy to welcome Universe Chief Analyst Gregor Petz. Hi, Gregor. Hello, Florian. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Um, Gregor, it has been roughly four or five weeks since we last talked and uh, we discussed European markets back then. Mm -hmm. um, not a lot has changed. Fundamentally, um, you know, storages are still at decent levels and uh, prices seem to to remain on uh, low levels compared to last year. However, um, once in a while we see some price spikes, especially when we look at the gas market. What is the reasoning behind that? Yeah, you said the overall situation hasn't uh, fundamentally changed. That's true. But uh, we already mentioned um, in the last session that uh, there is a fragile balance, and that is what we see right now. Even uh, extended maintenance of individual plants, for example, gas processing plants in, in Norway, uh, leads uh, or can lead to price spikes, uh, sometimes combined with other uh, factors. So, for example, we also see less LNG uh, coming into Europe at this point in time. And as a result of these developments, which uh, could be rather short term, we see price spikes four to five euros uh, within a couple of days. Uh, that is not unusual at this, uh, this point in time. Yeah, so still, I'm uh, not pessimistic, so I'm optimistic that the storage targets uh, will be met. But um, we need to watch the situation carefully in case uh, something stronger uh, happens. OK, understood. And you just mentioned it, um, that LNG volumes are not as high as previously um, on deliveries into Europe. Um, we see um, a little bit more going towards um, Asia. Is this critical? Not yet. I mean, the situation is that uh, Europe has uh, less volumes, and in particular Germany, uh, long-term contracted than, uh, uh, for example, countries in Asia, um, which means there is, of course, a certain weakness um, in case prices rise in, in Asia, that volumes can then go there instead of coming to Europe and or Germany. Um, so that is known um, at the point uh, this point in time, we still get enough uh, LNG, uh, but uh, the economy in China in particular is, is picking up and this can mean or this currently means that more LNG is, fl is flowing there. Okay, what does that mean that, you know, um, China is, is picking up and, and gets more LNG? Is there more behind that? Yeah, as expected, after the uh, zero COVID policy, uh, after that has ended, uh, that the uh, Chinese economy is picking up. Uh, the, the differences of opinion are how strong um, uh, the growth will be, but we see that growth. As a result of that, we have also seen growth in LNG. Um, so in the first half uh, of 2023, not as strong as in 2021, which was the record year so far. Uh, but in the second half, we expect uh, that these these levels could uh, we could see that on a, on a on a monthly basis. It's possible. Um, it also depends on which uh, industry uh, branches uh, are growing. So, for example, there is a weakness in high uh, energy intensive uh, industries in the building sector in steel. So that is what uh, what we can see. Also, the uh, the indicators for sentiment are not particularly strong at this point in time, so it needs to be watched uh, how that will develop. But um, it's possible that uh, we will see strong intake again, and then this could have an impact also with less LNG coming into Europe. Okay, 
Um, now you you mentioned that Europe is competing uh, against Asia when it comes to LNG. So let's take Qatar for example. Uh, you know um, both gets LNG from from that destination. So basically, can uh, Qatar can decide on okay, we will turn left or right with our ship depending on the prices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What other sources does China have? Yeah, China has uh, a lot of sources. So uh, also, for example, the US who uh, and the US have seen has seen the strongest growth then uh, in LNG um, liquefaction than uh, over the uh, past couple of years. Um, so that for sure, you mentioned Qatar already, but also Russia is a source that is often um, yeah, forgotten, almost forgotten or not seen. So Russia has in the uh, last uh, years uh, tripled their LNG um, exports. Uh, and uh, so they are also active on, on this market. And, and certainly this is also a route to market for their gas. Yeah, I so, saw um, that you know, one of the, the routes they take is uh, up north where ice is usually a problem when it yeah, comes absolutely. to delivery. Mm -hmm. uh, and they are using so-called nuclear icebreakers uh, to break the ice for the LNG ships, which is really interesting. So um, I, I googled it. It's really impressive uh, what, what the ship can look like. Um, but, but coming back to that connection, um, what does this mean for um, the cooperation uh, with with Russia and China. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is uh, often covered by uh, by the media uh, that uh, how Russian Chinese uh, interdependencies uh, develop as a result of uh, energy exports or energy imports. Um, so uh, Russia is also building or has built pipelines uh, for, to deliver gas to to China. But uh, the way I would see it is that it's not in China's interest to be too dependent on uh, Russia regarding the energy imports. I'm sure they've looked at Europe and have seen uh, the debates we had over the last year mainly on energy dependency from uh, from Russia. And I'm sure Chinese will not uh, will not want to repeat that exercise or come in that situation. They are not in that situation and they don't want to be to get into that situation. Um, so, which means they uh, they are developing all sorts uh, of, of energy sources, their own gas supplies in, in China itself, um, uh, other supply routes. We mentioned LNG already, uh, but also we must not forget that uh, coal is uh, the most important energy carrier in China, uh, which they also to an extent produce um, in inland in China itself. Um, and they're also building up stock um, as we speak then to be prepared for the eventuality. So um, my summary would be they, um, they're doing everything they can not to be dependent on Russia, which means probably the dependency from Russia on China will increase because uh, China is uh, not only a um, deliverer uh, of, of technology, but also an off-taker for the energy and uh, pays, pays for that energy. Um, but, but in turn, the uh, dependency of uh, from China on Russia, um, I doubt that will be um, uh, massively increasing. Okay. Thanks for making that clear, because you know in the media you always yeah. hear a slightly different uh, tone when it comes to the relationship between China and Russia. Uh, so thanks for for highlighting this. Um, you know. Given all these these things right now, do you do you see any shift in the energy landscape globally? Yeah, it's it's certainly evolving. 
Um, and uh, China, of course, is, is important, but China will also develop uh, their their own energy supplies like renewables, like um, like indigenous gas production. Um, in in total, I mean these these gas flows also will adapt to the situation. And uh, as we mentioned, there will be more LNG, and and that uh, has has more flexibility. Um, so this is certainly an effect uh, we will see. Um, that uh, the the true globalization um, of, of of the energy trade in gas. Okay, good deal. Um, again, thank you very much for going into detail um, and and answering my questions. Um, and of course, um, we will be on a slight uh, summer break now. Um, we will return in in August. Uh, however. There's a big event coming up, uh, which is the LNG conference 2023 in Vancouver, and you will be present. And hopefully, you can, uh, you know, get some insights there as well. Um, what we can talk about then in in August. Absolutely, we uh, expect and hope that we can we talk directly to to partners, customers, to the players in the global energy market, and get some good insights from that. So I'm looking forward to that. Sounds good. And to you out there, of course, if you don't have any vacation plans yet and you want to meet Mr. Pet in person, then uh, Vancouver is a great destination. But I'm told it's quite crowded in summer. So that's what I heard. <laughs> huh? You have fun uh, and um, have a good summer. And to you out there, thank you very much for watching. I uh, hope you tune in next time again. Until then, bye bye. Bye bye. Take care.